Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Winners and losers from week two of the NFL season next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer. Talk about some quick takeaways from week two of the NFL season. We'll have some winners and losers from Sunday's action. But first, let's quickly go through some of the injuries we saw around the NFL. And there was a big one in San Francisco with Trey Lance suffering what looks to be a season-ending ankle injury. It sounds like it's a, a break or a fracture. He was ruled out very quickly from that one. I mean, I... I the problem is I was trying to go through like waiver wire eligible quarterbacks and there really aren't that many who aren't rostered uh, widely. Like Jameis Winston is 75% and Tua Tungavailoa is 80%. So is there anyone you see as a replacement for Trey Lance? If you made the decision to go in without a uh, backup, which, you know, we did tell you if you drafted Trey Lance as your starter, you should get someone you can rely on as a backup, not necessarily for injury, yeah. but yeah, now that's the situation we're dealing with. Right. Wentz is 68% rostered. Uh, if you need someone who's barely rostered, I'd say Mariota comes yeah. to mind. 25% rostered. He scored 18 fantasy points in week two. He scored 20 fantasy points in week in week one. He's at Seattle next week. It's tough, man. It's, it's really like most of the guys who have a chance for huge games are probably rostered. You yeah. might have to go the trade route if you really want to win at the position. I think you might be able to get by with the waiver wire, but um, you know, you might. I, I would really look to buy low on Tom Brady if anybody's panicking there. Uh, we can talk about more throughout the week, but I, I don't think the waiver wire is going to be your answer. I think Mariota would be the guy who's widely available that I would look at, but let's try to make a trade if you're the Trey Lance manager. Yeah, see if you can trade for Dak Prescott before he comes back, and maybe you can stream for the next couple weeks. Some options would be Jared Goff against the Vikings in Week 3 or Ryan Tannehill against the Raiders, uh, and then Mitchell Trubisky against the Jets in Week 4. Those aren't great options, but they might be able to keep you afloat just long enough to get Dak Prescott back if he returns as quickly as Jerry Jones thinks he will, which, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, some other injuries from Sunday's games. Jerry Judy left with what seems like a shoulder or rib injury. X-rays on his ribs were negative, but don't have any more information on that. That did finally get Cortland Sutton going. You know, he, he had been, uh, you know, decent, but, you know, kind of 1A, 1B with Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy left the game. Cortland Sutton did end up with seven catches for over 110 yards in this one, so... You know, probably good for Ju- for Sutton if Judy does miss time, but obviously we hope he doesn't. And then James Conner left with an ankle injury. Not sure about the severity of that one, but Eno Benjamin and Daryl Williams basically split carries. Williams got the one goal line score. I think Benjamin would get the passing downs work, but it would probably be a split. And I think I would prefer Eno Benjamin to Daryl Williams if uh, Connor did have to miss week four, but they'd both be in like the wide, the, the RB three range for me. What do you think, Adam? I guess I would prefer Daryl Williams because I think we've seen the most valuable role for a running back in this offense is the goal line role. Yeah. And I do think that, that Williams would have that more often than not. Uh, so I guess I'd go Williams, but I would not like it very much. I don't think either of these guys are very good. 
and it seems to be a completely sloppy, messy, broken offense. They look terrible until the fourth quarter every week. <laughs> Uh, so it would be like a Jeff Wilson situation where I'd say, yeah, you got to pick him up, but not spend all your fab. All right. All right. Let's, let's move on to some winners and losers from Sunday's action. I'll start off with a winner, which I mean, you could go with just like all of the rookie wide receivers. Cause Drake London had a great game. Garrett Wilson had a huge breakout performance. I think he's the top waiver wire target for week three right now, but I'm going to go with Chris Olave who, only had, I believe it was five catches for 80 yards, had a big 50-yard catch. Jameis Winston was throw, was just throwing bombs all game to Chris Olave, and he came really close to some big games. Chris Olave had 334 air yards, I believe, in this one. That was the third most of any game in the PFF era. You that thought it was a typo. Wild. You thought it was I thought a- it was a typo, too, when I first saw it. It couldn't be oh, true, yeah. but no. He was getting. <laughs> he had an average like 27 air yards per target. If he hits on a couple of those every week with that kind of role and he's playing like 80% of the snaps and routes, Chris Olave could be in for a big rookie season. Let's hear a winner from you, Adam. My week two winner. It's not week two. It's week two. Tua <laughs> Tagovailoa, 50 fantasy points. He's got these amazing playmakers. He, they're just so good. I Jalen Waddle jumps so high to catch that ball. <laughs> Tyree Kill is so much faster than everybody else. They're just going to be a lot of opportunities, uh, yards after the catch, guys getting open. He, the skills are amazing for these guys. So I think two is going to, you know, he's going to be solid. I'm not buying him as a huge breakout because because of this one game, but I think he's going to be happy to have him, especially in a super flex week where you don't have to make tough start sit decisions. You just throw him in your lineup, and yeah, it was a good week for him. Obviously, yeah, I'm going to go with a loser, Rashad Penny. Uh, he came out and didn't really split work with. Uh, with Kenneth Walker and Kenneth Walker's first game, but that's only because Travis Homer actually played the most snaps for the Seahawks. That was 21 out of 47 snaps. The Seahawks have run 96 offensive plays through their first ten, two games. Last season, they were dead last in the NFL at 56 offensive plays per game. I think this just might be the worst offense in the NFL. I think they're going to be inefficient. I think they're going to be slow. I think they're going to run the ball too much. And then now it looks like Rashad Penny no longer is the clear lead back, but might be stuck in a committee. So I just, this is an offense I want very little part of, and Rashad Penny's probably just going to be an RB3 moving forward at best. That's a loser for you. Yeah, my loser's DJ Moore. I'm worried about his upside. I think things will get better, but the Panthers are having the same problem that the Seahawks are having. Mm -hmm. Very low time of possession, not not running enough plays. And honestly, they just look bad. They look out of sorts. Their line stinks. They're starting a rookie left tackle. He's going through his growing pains. I think more could could really get better as the season goes on, but I do think it's going to be a little bit, but it's going to be a while until he realizes that potential. And if he ever does at all, they're spreading the ball around too much, and they're just their coaches could probably you know good chance to get fired. There's just there's a reason play. Matt Rule has the uh, highest odds to yeah. be fired. We're just yeah. off right now. Yeah, it doesn't look good in Carolina. They were a mess in Week One. It wasn't much better in Week Two. So yeah, that was disappointing to see. in DJ Moore, I mean, you're glad he got into the end zone, but you can't feel particularly good about him at this point so that's going to do it for fantasy football today in five we'll be back on monday with some waiver wire targets for week three we'll see you then bye mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.